Hello and welcome to a new episode of Der Ausblick, where today we take a look at the Bundesliga game at the weekend for Bayern Munich. They take on Erste Epze Köln, the Billy Goats from the Cathedral City. They have not been doing terribly well this season. We're going to get into that. We're going to look at all of their positions. We're going to look at Bayern Munich and some of their weaknesses that were exposed in a 2-1 win over Lokomotiv Moscow in the second group stage game of the UEFA Champions League. To do that with me, I am joined by Tom Adams. Uh, Tommy, are you ready to get into this one? I am very, very ready. Let's do it. All right. So first of all, Marcos Gisdol's men uh, have not beaten Bayern Munich. Or sorry, restarting that. Marcus Gisdol's men have not had a very good season so far. They walk into this game, five games played, a 0-2-3 and three record. They've started off with three losses at the beginning of the season. First one to Hoffenheim, so that's a tough game. The second one was Armenia Bielefeld's first Bundesliga win of the season. And then they play Borussia Mönchengladbach, so that's tough. But they followed that up with ties to Eintracht Frankfurt and VfB Stuttgart. So they were able to turn it around. Köln as a team, fun fact, have not beaten Bayern since the Hindrinda game of the 2011 season. They've had a record of 0-1-11 since then. They've not done very well at all. They've gotten one point in the last 12 games, 12 times that they've played this team. So, we're going to start on the defense. Arguably, probably the strongest point of this team, though, with an injury long-term, potentially, to their captain, Jonas Hector. They seem rudderless at times, but with people like Kingsley... Kingsley, Ehizibwe, Rafael Chichos, Yanis uh, Horn, and Sebastian Bornau, they're doing pretty well for themselves. They, they don't concede a lot of goals. When they've played their games, with the exception of the 3-2 loss to Hoffenheim and the 3-1 to Mönchengladbach, they've only allowed one goal in every single game that they've played so far. So, Tom, what do you see in this team along their back line? Do you think that despite losing Hector, they'll be able to keep it together? Well, yeah, as you mentioned, um, only giving up one goal in most of their matches. But again, we have to remember this is also a side that has yet to keep a clean sheet and is only one of three teams uh, in the Bundesliga this season not to have recorded a win yet. Uh, and as you mentioned, Jonas Hector picking up that uh, pretty serious whiplash injury from the, the match against Armenia Bielefeld, which, as you mentioned, uh, Bielefeld won 1-0. And actually was reading um, in the Cologne City Inquirer that um, he's having some very odd, difficult problems, even just day-to-day -day tasks, moving around, um, is having trouble with balance. Every time he moves his head, he says he's, you know, it kind of causes him pain. So they're not really sure when he's going to be back. And as you mentioned, that veteran presence in the back line, he is going to be a huge miss. Uh, and as you can tell, every single game, since he's been gone, you know they've lost, and it hasn't really um, been favorable in their in that respects. Other than only losing by one goal, and you know, so that's going to be a huge piece of concern for Marcus Gisdal, uh, especially coming up against Bayern, who uh, I think have scored the most goals in the league thus far. 
have had uh, have the the best goal difference, and the attack is just absolutely flying. So that's going to be something he's going to be very concerned with. He's going to have to look at some of the other guys in the back line: uh, Benno Schmitz, Jorge Mir, Sebastian Bornau, uh, Rafael Zikos, who have, he I think he's played every match thus far. So, and they're kind of like the walk and wounded. Their injury list; they have so many guys on the the day to day list, including Sebastian Anderson and uh, Anthony Modest, who we all know up top. So. Uh, it's going to be a real task, and that backline, as you mentioned, Jake, is really going to be a weak point that uh, Hansi Flick uh, and Bayern are definitely going to be licking their chops uh, to expose. It's a defense that only averages 17.4 tackles per game, 15 fouls per game, and 13 interceptions per game as well, which granted in a five-game uh, sampler, that's not a sign for a lot of trouble. Uh, those numbers can grow, but it'll be tough. It's It's been tough for this back line, so we'll have to keep another eye out for them. Midfield personnel, uh, they're anchored in that six-slash-defensive midfield position by Marco Holger. Uh, they have a great one-two center-attacking midfielder combo in Andre Duda and Dominic Drexler. Um, but again, right, like you 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 see this common theme where you have good names, but you don't have good output, right? So with Hogar and Duda coming in from Hertha Berlin and then Drexler, right, they've only averaged 46% possession through all five games and only boast a 76.6% passing rating. What do you think is the problem with this clog in the midfield? And do you think that – who do you look to – in order to solve that well to me those statistics just scream in order to fix that yeah obviously a lack of understanding between one another and you know Gisdal is a guy he's tried a, a few different things you know uh, a 4-1-4-1 he's tried a 4-3-3 I think most recently against uh, VfB Stuttgart in the match where they they, they tied 1-1 and as you mentioned they do possess the attacking threat uh, I'm a big fan of a guy like Andre Duda Marius Wolf. I'm a big fan of as well, a pacey winger who actually had a bizarre circumstance where he had some coronavirus symptoms, so they pulled him out of training this week. It turned out to just be a cold. He had negative tests, so he's going to return to training tomorrow. So he's expected to be involved against Bayern. Uh, Ishmael Jacobs, another pacey guy up front. Um, Sakiri, I can remember a lot of matches against Bayern where he's kind of that uh, that thorn in our side where he's really going in on some of our midfielders, getting lots of yellow cards and, and making life difficult for Leon Goretzka, Joshua Kimmich, Taliso, you know, you name it, whoever it is in midfield. And just the fact that there hasn't been um, what you would refer to as a consistent anchor in, in Cologne's midfield is part of what kind of makes it concerning from their point of view. You know, he's experiment. Gisdal uh, has experimented with a few different uh, center midfield pairings, whether it's a double pivot, triple pivot, uh, one holding midfielder as he did uh, against Eintracht Frankfurt uh, in the 1-1 draw. So he's going to need to figure out, uh, first off, what formation he wants to employ. I wouldn't put it past Gisdal to do something uh, perhaps like a five uh, five at the back, maybe three in the middle of midfield or 5-2-3-1 or, or something like that uh, where he's going to utilize and, and probably ask a guy like Marius Wolf to come back and, and do more defensive duties as he can do, perhaps even ask a guy like Andre Duda to hold back a, a little bit more because the midfield, to be quite honest, is, is where they're they're banged up the most. You know, He does use Hector a lot at that left wing back uh, position. Florian Kainz is day-to-day. Um, 
Marco Hurga, as you mentioned, he's carrying a little bit of a, of a knock. Uh, he should be able to go for uh, Saturday, though, and uh, Christian Clemens also carrying something. So that's Gizdal's job to decide. Um, I don't know what he's going to go with, but it's going to be uh, difficult decisions for him. You've mentioned a couple of people that I was going to get into in the attacking position, right? Ismail Jacobs and uh, Marius Wolf. I like I look to Jacobs along with another uh, young German in Jan Thielmann as great young prospects for the future. Uh, I bundle Marius Wolf in this category of players that sound like they could be doing well, but they haven't been. Um, I really looked to three people. I looked to Anthony Modesta. He's been poor over the last three years, ever since he was challenging at the top of the Bundesliga scoring table. Um, Florian Kainz is currently injured. That's going to hurt Cohn a lot. Uh, Marius Wolf, despite having those COVID symptoms, you may as well just leave him on the bench because he hasn't been performing at all in the three appearances that he's made in the league for the team so far. The only player on this team with more than one goal is a man with two goals, Sebastian Anderson. He's been the saving grace for this team. Um, He's been phenomenal for them in the sense that with the low scoring that Cone already have, they they look to him to provide the meager uh, supply, and they've been able to get a lot out of that in terms of points because one of his two goals was the one that saved a draw with uh, VfB Stuttgart. So if it wasn't for that goal, then they'd be, I believe, 17th right now. Uh, They'd actually, I think they might even have been, actually, no, they'd be above Schalke, so they'd probably be 16th. Um, The team is really struggling in attack. Um, and as you mentioned, Tom Anderson is day to day. I think he'll probably be good enough to go, but if he isn't, who do you look to, to try and provide goals for this team? Yeah. And I mean, the one thing I would add to that, um, is just, you know, I think Gisdal can take some solace, uh, in looking at Bruno Labadia's match plan, uh, against us when Hertha Berlin did wind up scoring three goals against us. And, and likewise, uh, Seb Honus's plan against us when Hoffenheim, we, we don't want to speak about that result, but we all know what happened as Bayern fans. And part of the reason was, you know, he had a, a good pairing of a pacey guy up front, or um, excuse me, a more physical present up front, Munis Dabor. He won a lot of uh, direct long balls and knockdowns and fell right to a, a certain man named Andre Kramerich, who is on an absolute tear this season. He's the last guy you want to give a chance to. Um, you know, so the, the game plan is there, and, and respectively also uh, Jean Cordoba and uh, Mateus Cunha to the same effect at the Allianz Arena when, when Hertha Berlin came to us. And let's be honest, you know, we really got bailed out by that uh, mistake from Mitchellstadt with that tug on Lewandowski in the box that gifted us the stoppage time penalty and, and the winner. You know, so if Anderson isn't able to go, because I see him as, as another very strong in the air, physical presence, I uh, can really body up... Um, a Bayern backline, which we'll get into, that has some a lot of vulnerab- excuse me, has a lot of vulnerabilities that have been exposed uh, by teams on numerous occasions this season. So, um, and if it's not him, perhaps Anthony Modest, if he's ready to go, he's a kind of a, a like-for-like guy. Um, and if neither of those guys are able to go, he might 
wind up using somebody as a false nine position, or perhaps even uh, bringing on Dimitrios Limnios, who's come on as a substitute for the for the most part this season. But he'll certainly be keeping his fingers crossed that both Modest and Anderson are ready to go for Saturday. We need to talk about this Bayern back line. There are problems. There are major problems. We saw them in a 2-1 win over Lokomotiv Moscow that was a lot closer than it needed to be. In the podcast that we released the day before, or the day of, depending on when you woke up and saw it, um, I said I was going to be disappointed if this team didn't score five goals. And I'm very disappointed that this team didn't score five goals, but I think I pin a lot of that on the fact that the defense was subpar this game. It definitely wasn't up to the effect of what Bayern Munich is capable of and should be doing. Uh, Alaba just seemed lost a lot of times. Boateng seemed slow, as you could have seen if you watched him under Niko Kovac a lot before uh, Hansi revitalized him. Pavard looked a little sloppy at times. The only consistent performer week to week is Luca Hernandez, and even then, right, you've got to consider the fact that with Alfonso Davies out, he's pretty much only stuck at that left-back position. Um, he has the ability to play center-back, but I don't know if you look to try to bring Alaba off at this point, because at times Alaba can be an anchor for this defense, and other times he can be sinking this team to the bottom. So one thing that I want to hear from you, Tom, who do you think Hansi can rotate in for this game? Will it be Zula? Will it be somebody from the bench? Do you think that somebody could look at this game and see they're a little low in the table? We're probably going to pick up points. It's a team that hasn't beaten us since 2011. Do you think that they might look to bring some of the younger players on possibly? Well, There's a lot of good questions there, Um, and given the fact that we have some important matches coming up just after um, we we take on Colin on the weekend, you know, Derek Klassiker is uh, only a little over a week away, so Hansi Flick will certainly have that in mind, and obviously, as you mentioned, Davies is going to be out for quite some time, and who, you know, not many of us would have expected the form that Hernandez has been in with the opportunities that he's been given, playing much more than Alfonso Davies at that left-back spot, and Jake, as you mentioned, uh, is more than apt and, and able to play at center back. So, you know, one thing he could do if he did want to give players a complete rest, you know, Pavard was rested uh, for the Frankfurt match, if I recall correctly, for uh, Buonasar. He made his uh, Bundesliga start debut in the 5-0 win. I thought Pavard was uh, one of few bright spots against Lokomotiv Moscow. Uh, very, very far from our prettiest match, but not quite our worst. Um so I think that Pavard possesses the ability to move over to the left flank. That's something he could do. Buonasar, I have to be honest, I've only seen him in the two appearances he's made for us uh, at FC Duren uh, and against Eintracht Frankfurt, so I'm not quite certain he can switch over to the left flank if need be. Uh, there's also the option, too. I know Alaba, as you, Jake, as you mentioned, has, has had very shaky form this season. It doesn't look to be the same player uh, that closed out the tw- 2019-2020 campaign and uh, the player that was revitalized under Hansi Flick after being moved back to center back. But let's not forget, you know, how long he played left back for us as well. I mean, that's always an option too. Um, but 
then again, he's played one of the he's one of the guys in the squad that's played the most minutes, right up there with uh, uh, Lewandowski and uh, Thomas Muller, Leon Goretzka, and Kimmich. So, uh, it, very difficult. But other than that, it would have to be young guys simply to just give uh, the rest because, I mean, this is just a physiology and a performance perspective. I mean, th- these guys aren't superhuman. Maybe Lewandowski is, but. I mean, they're going to need the rest, so he might very well have to turn to the youth to uh, solve some of these issues, especially at left back while Davies is out. All right, very quickly, Tom, what are you looking at as a final score for this game? I still think uh, Hansi Flick will have it sorted. I'm not quite sold on a clean sheet for Bayern, given our defensive performances as of late. Um, I will say uh, a convincing 4-1 Bayern uh, win uh, against Cologne on Saturday. I'm also a little bit shaky on the idea of giving Bayern Munich a clean sheet, but I'm going to do it anyway, not because I think the Bayern defense has been strong as of late, but because Cologne's attacking options have been incredibly weak as of late, and especially if Sebastian Anderson cannot play in this game, and if they have to go with Anthony Modest, I think it's a wash. I think that Bayern Munich's going to win this game... 2-0. I think even with Anderson in there, it's going to be tough for them, but um, I think that Byron's going to be able to find a way to step up to the challenge and, uh, you know, Bundesliga is the competition they really do their best in, and I think that they will continue that this weekend. So, with that, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, and download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at Jefferson Fenner, and at TommyAdam71. And until next time, where we'll probably be doing a Dare Ausblick for next week's game against Airbus Salzburg, we will see you later. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>